Welcome to episode 139 of our Off Topic. What's up, Brad? Not much, Andrew. What's going on? Not too much. So, K1 Speed, the electric go-karting place. The one in Woburn or whatever? Yeah, but they're like a nationwide chain. They do mon- the first Mondays of every month. They do Drift Night. Oh, okay. So, probably should have called first, but uh, our friend Joe and I went down to check it out. And... Uh, Apparently the mechanic called out sick that day, and they didn't put any drift tires on the cars. Hmm. The girl's like, "Well, do you still have a race?" And we're like, "No, not really." I'm uh, I'm pretty sure the mechanic called out sick, and they didn't put on drift tires because I wasn't invited to this event. So you were, but I think you were busy. Hmm. I don't remember. But uh, just karma. That's all it is. No, it's just like we've done so many, so much karting. I was like, uh, "No, we don't want to do regular karting." Yeah, we're here for one specific thing. So maybe next Monday night, or nope. June. It'd be June, first Monday in June. I will call first. Yeah, and then and then call me and say, "Hey, we're going to drift night at Carding." Yeah, I would like to go too. Yeah, this is the first time hearing of this. No, we definitely last podcast episode ever. We definitely texted and you, friends, <laughs> and you were busy. I don't remember that at all. On a Monday night, I was definitely not busy. You were, because hmm. Naomi was here visiting. Uh, this is last week? This is this week. She was gone Monday. Well, I don't know. You didn't answer your text. I at the airport at 2 o'clock. Well, you didn't answer your text. Uh-huh. I didn't get a text. Inside baseball. Nope. Not inside baseball. Our audience needs to know how where I really rate on the scale of your friends. Apparently, wait on the bottom. Yeah. So, we got the last of our uh, Trillium beer that Paul Worcester brought us. Yes. The Mosaic Dry Hopped Four Point. Fort Point. Fort Point. Because there's a four point, isn't there? No, isn't Fort Point the neighborhood? Maybe. Isn't that what oh, called Fort, that? Okay, Fort yes. Point, where it really is. is. Yes. Yeah, is Fort Point. Uh, but there is like a four point somewhere. Maybe somewhere in the it. world there is a place called Four Point, yes. And then I'm confusing it with... But um, Fort Point is in Boston. Area 4 in Cambridge. I don't know what that is either. Yeah, it's, it's where all the sciencey stuff is. There's a really good pizza place over there. Okay. Science pizza? Yeah. All right. I've it's like it. right in between all these like science buildings or MIT. Way off. All right. Um, anyway, yes, the Fort Point Pale Ale. It's a good pale ale. Yeah. But speaking of beer, on last Friday night, uh, we found out about hobos and hot rods. Yes. Which sounds weird. <laughs> sounds horrible. <laughs> it's not like bum fires and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's it was at Lord Hobo Brewing in... Woburn? Yes, Woburn. Yeah. Same place K1 Speed is. Yeah. Uh, right off a of 93-ish. Um, they have this cool like tap room, but apparently doing it now on Tuesday nights, and this last Tuesday it was pouring rain, so it wasn't there. Yep, every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. It's like a cruise night type thing. Um, we didn't know what to expect when we showed up because it was like, you know, hot rods and, and beer. So like we'd also never even heard of it or anybody involved with it. So and knowing people that are into hot rods and beer, that surprised me. Yeah, um, it definitely skewed a little bit older. Like it was like a cruise night crowd at first, and then some other people rolled in. But we saw it because on uh, their Instagram, which you just go give them a follow, seventy nine Supra. Yep. Uh, this is a couple restoring a 79 Supra. The, yeah, they're local to us. The underloved 79 Supra. Yeah, I I like them a lot. But I think it's a cool looking car. Yeah, it's it's a very it's a very of the period car for yeah. sure. 
Um, so we met them. They were super cool. Um, their car is way nicer than they think it is. Yes. So if they're listening, yeah, leave it as is or do minor things. Don't yep. paint the car. Don't paint the car. Yeah, like uh, they were telling us they're gonna have the wheels restored. Already Perfect. Done. Already done. Already done. Yep. Cool. Or it's there right now, having the wheels done. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so they were super cool. Uh, hopefully, it turns into a thing that's like pretty normal on Tuesday nights. If the weather's good, go yeah, check it we'll out. Yeah, next Tuesday. For sure. And then it was like tons of events. So, Cars and Coffee, we were talking about it at Lars Anderson. Mm-hmm. So, super busy. Uh, <laughs> first of the season, the Saturday was like the first non rainy day we've had in a uh-huh. month. People were ready. Yeah. <laughs> so slight anger, slight angry Brad came out that morning because all over their, the social media and their website, it was very specific about not showing up before eight o'clock because they didn't want everybody there super early. And eight. First come, first serve. Eight to 11. Yeah. But don't be there before <laughs> eight. Parking lot was full as eight ten. Yeah. We were there like eight oh seven. Yeah. And you guys, I got jammed up in traffic because some jerk cut me off. So I wound up being like 10 cars behind you guys. Traffic getting there for a Saturday morning was horrendous. It was horrendous. It was Boston. And it was the first nice Saturday. And there was an event going on along the side of the Charles River. Yeah. So it just really screwed up everything. Um, But I got cut off by this this car. And I wound up missing a light. It wound up being like somewhere between 10 and 15 cars behind you pulling in. And we're sitting in front of the auto museum where the car event is held. And I see you all turn left and turn in. And then no cars behind you turn left. They all kept driving. And I'm like, that's weird. So I got up there and I'm like, nope, you got to keep going. No left turn into the parking lot. I'm like, uh, but obviously I have no pull at all to just pull in. So just kept driving. Well, they also had a cop directing traffic. They did. Yeah. Right. So you have to do what they tell you. Well, <laughs> I wanted to yell at them. <laughs> that doesn't usually go very well. No. No yelling at police officers. Respect police officers. Um, so I want to go around the block, and they said, go around the block and come back. We're making more room for more cars. And I get, like, five times, I'm, like, so close to getting in. And, like, the cars in front of me all get in. And then it gets, like, the two cars in front of me, and they don't get in. And it happened, like, four or five times. And I just got super frustrated, and I was really ready to go. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm done. I'm going home. I was actually driving away. And as I was driving away, a spot opened up on the street, like, right out front. So I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> I'll just put it right there. It's fine. Yeah. I just didn't want to park, like, nine miles away to yeah. walk in. It was yeah. super annoying. I mean, the only thing that would have made it better if there was a Colts in the show. but It wasn't mine? No. Well, what, what frustrated me, and I, this is a sticky subject about, you know, how to let cars in versus not let cars in, because then somebody has to make a determination of what cars belong in there and what cars don't. But, I mean, there was, like, an 04 Passat with rusty quarter panels covered in mud. Like, Got there first? It's just... Cars and Coffee is meant to be casual. But it's, there's a point where it's too casual. Like, you can't oh. just you can't just show up in... I guess. I mean, that's a car. car you bought at a junkyard that's three days car. before. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know my cars aren't nice, but... And I know I also, I also know they were turning away, like, Lamborghinis and... Yeah, that's just the way it is. And like, McLaren. So, it wasn't like... I was being turned away because my car didn't meet the standards. So I'm not mad about that. It was just frustrating walking around the show and seeing some of the cars that people brought in and were taking good parking spots from people who have interesting cars. Like, And I, I can appreciate almost any car that has some kind of an enthusiast behind it. But like that Passat in particular was clearly not an enthusiast car. It might belong to an enthusiast, but it was just clearly a beater. 
Mm-hmm. There's nothing about it that said this is an enthusiast car in any way, shape, or form. And there's more than one of those in the show, and that kind of bothered me. Would it have changed if I got in or not? Who knows? But it just made it that much more irritating. So. I think they also had problems with maybe they have to pull permits to go all the way up the hill or something. More than likely, because uh, it's, it's a public park. Yeah. So they can only use like directly in front of the museum, and then it had been raining for a long time. Yeah. So I think they were worried about the grass being wet and muddy, well, which it one, was. There's one section where they didn't park any cars because the, the hill is too steep and they're afraid cars are going to get stuck. Which yeah. cars have gotten stuck there before, yeah. and then it tears the grass up. So. Like a, when we're going to leave a guy in an alpha, uh, like the graduate alpha, I forgot what those are called. Yeah. Um, he was trying to go up. Alpha and spider, it, I think. Yeah, it wasn't even that steep. It was maybe like a 15 degree incline. The problem is you have to stop at the top to hold on to traffic. And once you stop. Oh, no, there was no traffic. But he still was stopping at the top because he couldn't just pull out. And once you stop at the top, you're all done. No, but there was no traffic coming. He was just trying to get up and then the car was just spinning. Oh, really? So I was like, hey, if you back up a little bit, because most of the cars are gone by now and you just looped around, then it's like the entrance to the driveway is flat. And he's like, oh, okay. And he just looped around and then he was fine. Like, I was parked down there in the town because whatever, it, it'll go up it. Yep. Because all the drive. All the drive, yeah. And, like, uh, we ran into Alex Grabau there. He had his uh, Subaru. Subaru, the WRX. Mm-hmm. The, um, it's the silver one if you go on the Pleasure Evo page. Right. It's the one. If you still, uh, it might be for sale, DMM. It is still for sale. Yeah. Yeah. He was talking about a deposit. Oh, something to deposit on. A deposit, yeah, but, yeah. hey, message him anyways. Yeah. It's a super cool car. Like, it's got an interesting badge on it. It was for Acropolis the, the Acropolis Rally. Rally. It's a tribute car. It's when STIs weren't their own model. They actually pulled them off this car off the assembly line and reassembled it at like, STI. Like and built it at STI. Yeah. yeah. That's what makes it super, super cool. And, and the Acropolis Rally tag on the fender has a number on it. It's something out of 100. Something out of 100. And he was telling us that it's not 100 for the year. Yeah. They built 100 a month. Yeah. They which numbered is, them monthly, which is interesting. But there's still not that many around anymore. No, that means that the most they made 1,200. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's basically... Wait, it's that doesn't work out. It's yes, a, it does. 1,200. It's a four-door GC8 mm-hmm. um, with a WX drivetrain. Mm-hmm. So it's basically... An e, it's an EJ 2-liter... It's a first-gen WRX yeah. turned into an SDI. Yeah, it's super, super cool. It's really neat. Um, and he's got another one that hopefully brings to Radwood Boston. Yeah, it's hopefully. got a 555 livery on it. That was a, a special edition car, too. Yeah. So, It's reasonably priced. It's cool. If yeah. If I had some extra cash, I'd be buying it. Yeah, I so. mean, I like it other than the fact that I already own a Subaru and I already own a bunch of other all-drive turbo cars. Right. That would be silly for me to buy it but it's super cool yeah it's very cool um and then um i guess we can talk about it we had a uh, a surprise going away party for you happen between there there is then. but there's a reason like normally we would go to cars and coffee yep and then go home and continue the rest of our saturday and like take a nap or something or do something else not together not together yeah <laughs> um but i was like i was charged with keeping you busy all day right because that evening we threw a surprise party for you for going away. Right. Um, so Lime Rock Park is sponsored by Harpoon. Wow, we're talking a lot of beer places, aren't we? Yeah, well, a couple of luscious. <laughs> um, so this was an excuse for us to go to Harpoon in the seaport. Uh, they had a. They were doing like a. They had a Turner Motorsports car there. Yeah, it wasn't so really well said, advertised. They said it was like an op- a season opening party. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we expected like a season opening party. We expected like people and cars and like more of a presence than there was. Turns out uh, they were like fixing some other crane in a high rise in the seaport. Right. To like, because that whole area has built up a ton in like in the, the last, last five, ten, ten years. Yeah, probably. five years. Yeah. And uh, so it was super hard to get there, actually. We ended up, like, parking in a garage after we did, like, two laps. And, oh, funny, was the construction workers really got a kick out of the Talon and Colt. Yes, they did, for sure. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so we ended up walking over there, and they just had, like, the one car and another car. It was, like, it was a, like a 66 Mustang and a Turner Motorsports 3 Series. Yeah, and then an iRacing Sim. Yep. Which is super hard. Yeah, that was more frustrating than anything else. Um, I think it's because we're so used to playing like Forza, an arcade sim like Forza, that uh, when we came to a real sim, we were just like. Apparently, I was the first person in the simulator game to roll a car over during yeah. the day. So, because they had a uh, BMW Le Mans car on Lime Rock to make it as close to the Turner Motorsports car at Lime Rock as possible, yeah. being as that was a Lime Rock sponsored event. So they definitely had a they had a, they had a very small presence. They were selling like Lime Rock goods and. You know, talking about the track to people that went by, but there wasn't any real kind of. It was kind of like, uh, okay, let's go, let's, let's go upstairs and get beer. Yeah, so had a couple good beers. Uh, the pretzels there were better than I remembered. Yeah, they're really good. They're spent grain pretzels. Um, and then I was like, all right, now you're like, this is weird that Andrew's all into drinking beer all day. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, all right, looking at my watch, like, all right, we gotta keep going here. <laughs> so. There was also the Art of the Car copy place in Boston. I think it's Art of the Automobile. Art of the Automobile? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Same difference. Yep. Um, and this was where a lot of Cars and Coffee cars ended up going because it was like Cars yeah. and Coffee was 8 to 11. This was 11 to 3. 3? Yeah. Um, kind of a random car show in copy place. So you know they did a caravan a police escorted caravan from Cars and Coffee to there? I guess that's why all those police bikes showed up. Yes. Yep. Ah. So they put pictures of it up today or yesterday. Oh, really? Of the caravan. Where? Like mass tuning or something? Uh, No, the museum's Facebook page. Oh, okay. Put pictures up, yeah. Um, And it was ridiculous. Like 100 cars just caravanning through Boston, mm-hmm. Um, which wasn't supposed to happen, I don't think. It was supposed to be a much smaller group of cars, but people yeah. just kind of latched on because when you end an event and then go to another event... And it's the same crowd going from event to event. People are just going to latch on and go with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. you got to kind of figure that's going to happen. Yeah. So it was a little bit more ridiculous than it was supposed to be. Now, I don't know how deep you want to get into this, Andrew, as far as the minutia of the car show and the curated car show and the fancy car show versus the regular car show. Well, we can get into it. But this is billed as a exclusive, um, super high-end, very fancy car show. Yes. But it's really just a cars and coffee in downtown Boston. It really was. Yeah. Um, so it's right in front of Boston Public Library. Uh, so it, there was some really high end stuff, and then a bunch of random regular cars. Right, and it wasn't separated. Like high end stuff was just parked the same way a regular car was. Yeah, and like and kind of crammed in together. I expect like if you call it art of the automobile, like a curated event. No, okay. and like the poster shows, like uh, a BMW CSL race car, and yeah, like it, a, it makes it look really fancy and it's all well done as far as the advertising for it goes. But you can go there, and it's literally just 
a cars and coffee. I want like a mini concourse. Right. That's what it's billed as. Yeah. It's not billed as, you know, a 98 I, Mercury Cougar with a body kit. Yeah. That was there. And I just don't. Um, and again, I'm not hating on the guy who loves his 98 Mercury Cougar with a body kit. And if he wants to go to Cars and Coffee, that's great. It's a great Cars and Coffee car. But it's not the kind of car that belongs at an event in Copley Place or Copley Plaza, whatever it's called, called the Art of the Automobile. Well, when you call it the Art of the Automobile, I expect you're going to have things from every era. Yep, from that, bra- from pre-brass to brass to 50s to... That are representative of the style and design and technology of the time. Yes, and the, that's the true art of the that automobile. That is the art of the automobile. Um, just giving a place where a bunch of people with supercars can park their cars in the middle of Boston and right. cause a ruckus. Which is also a problem. Why do supercar owners feel the need to bounce their cars off rev limiters all day long? I don't know. It's frustrating as all can be. Yeah. It's like, it's really frustrating. And I'm not trying to be an old man here. I, I'm spending a lot of time qualifying my statements today, it seems like. I'm not trying to be an old man here, but there's a time and a place. And it's never at a car show. And it's never leaving a car show. And you're just causing a ruckus for what? A bunch of 15-year-olds with cell phone cameras to take videos of? Right. Like, what are you getting out of this? You're getting your uh, attention fix. But yeah. But it's, there's more to it than that. It's, it, it's, it, it, it needs to stop. Yeah. It just it makes us all look bad. It makes, it makes people, especially in this world we live in now where, you know, people are anti-car and anti-emissions. And if you have something you like and you enjoy doing it, don't do it in a way that makes you stick out to other people who might have an issue with it. There is room for supercars, but like one or two. One or two that are exemplify like technology and style. Or even one of each brand or one or two of each brand, not a line of McLarens and a line of Lamborghinis. And Yeah, like I would have wanted to see... Uh, there was an older Testarossa there. Yep, that was very cool. So and that was, was cool. like a 60 or a f- f- 55 or a 58... Ferrari. I'm thinking the Silver Testarossa, though. Like well, the Silver Testarossa was awesome. So, like, even if you had that, somebody around here must have a Countach. If you had those of together, course. those are yeah, it's like four of Italian Garde every year. Yeah, those like complement each other. That they are like, uh, they just show like 80s Italian car design. Like they, it's the art of the car yeah. in the 80s in Italy. Yeah, and then you know the early car that green Bentley. Was beautiful. Of course, it was. that should have been in a better place. Yep, for people to look at. It was jammed in next to a Ford, uh, yeah, Anglia, which didn't make much sense. No. Yeah, I don't understand. Um, which is a nice car. It's not. It's a great car. Uh, but it's not an art of the automobile type car. Correct. Like, um, and then, uh, what was that? It was like that. Uh, what was that car that was next to it? That race car, like a bird. That was cage. the Ferrari. I'm trying to okay. think of what what year Ferrari it was. Okay, but I don't think I took a picture of it because I was annoyed in general with the whole exhibit. Well, that's the other thing. You couldn't take any nice pictures because everybody was crammed into this like place. Yeah, like the one thing when you do a concourse, especially what Misslewood does, you they, the cars are staged in a way that people can walk around them. Yeah, and there's a section with uh, and again not to say negative things about them, but less high-end stuff, less special stuff. That is parked side-by-side. Side. There's a section for that. But then the fancier high-end one-off you know, cars you don't just see every day get their own staged well, parking. Kind of well, like even at Radwood, they do the same thing. They stage the cars in a way to make certain cars stand out. 
Well, that's the that's what makes it different from a Cars and Coffee, right? When you go to a Cars right. and Coffee, you're all just parked in a parking lot. You're just hanging out. It's whatever. It's not really to showcase the cars so much. You go there for the cars, but you're there to hang out with your friends, right? It's just a casual get-together. When you do a concourse type event or a really high-end show and you want to really get that message across at your high-end show, you stage the cars in a way that people can walk around them. They can see the cars from different angles, can appreciate the design of the car without having to like, like go sh- shoulder to shoulder between them. You're also not risking damaging these cars. Like, and you don't have to put like ropes around them because you're not so close together. Right. Which these cars had ropes around them. Yeah. In the front of them. Yeah. But were wide open in the back. So you could walk. I don't, I don't understand what's going on. I don't, I don't I mean, understand. We're not. <laughs> I don't want to feel like we're, we're hating on this, but. No, we trying are to give hating like, on it. Yeah, but I we're trying to give like constructive criticism to like how you'd make this better. Like invitation only. Yes. Um, if not invitation only, then um, a screening process. Yeah. To be allowed in, because this is a very special event. It's not every day you can park cars in Copley in Boston. Like it's not. It's notoriously uncar friendly town. Yeah. <laughs> and for them to open up Copley to park cars on, you should make it a special event. Yeah. Period. It it shouldn't be a place for anybody who wants to show up. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. It just became people just latched on and went in and parked whatever they wanted and did whatever they wanted to do. So it's also the problem when you wind up showing up with 50 or 60 cars at one moment. You can't park them nicely. You can't. They're not filtering in. They all came together in a caravan. So it's like, just park. You know, it's it's very difficult. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see it continue because I like the idea of it, but I'd like to see it be more special than it was. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and again, no more revving of your supercars, please. It's actually, I don't think anybody really did it at Cars and Coffee. Leaving Cars and Coffee in uh, Lars Anderson, which I'm sure the neighbors love very much. Yeah, they all goose it going up the hill, which is less annoying to me than sitting there free revving the car or burning out of the parking lot. But yeah, it's still probably not not welcomed by the neighbors that live there because it's a very high-end neighborhood where Lars Anderson is. And they have to hear a bunch of supercar owners or even Mustang Camaro owners because modern Mustang Camaro owners yeah. are the same thing. You know, it's they all make fun of the kids in their Hondas that get thrown out of car shows. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, you like the sound of your car. They like the sound of their car. Not everybody likes the sound of your car. Please stop. So, all right. Let's get off this. Um, some cool stuff I saw at Lars Anderson Cars and Coffee was the... Abarth 595. Mm-hmm. Also was at Cobbley. Was? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't see it afterwards. Yeah. That car was very, very cool. Um, it had the the hatch was propped open on the little struts. Mm-hmm. Had a cool racing wheel. Uh, I don't know what those wheels were. They're like modernish looking. They're from the correct for the car. Really? Yeah, they're not modern. Really? They just look. Yeah. Maybe I think because they were like polished. Yeah, maybe. It made them look more modern. Yeah, the Abarth wheel. Um, that was a super cool car in that light blue with the red stripe and the red interior. Yeah, it's one of those things, and, and it always makes me laugh a little bit because we were looking at the car, and the owner was like, oh, you want to get in and sit down? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't. I mean, it was like, nice I for the I appreciate you being was... nice about it, but like, that's not, 
that's just weird to me when people ask me if I want to sit in their car. Yeah, they have a half cage in it too. Like if I'm looking to buy a car, maybe I'll sit in the car, but yeah. I don't want to just get in and out of everybody's car. I don't know. I think it was nice of her to ask. Of course, but um, and said, then you want to drive the car? Yeah. No, we're now we're there talking. was a uh, a Land Cruiser. Uh, Japanese import Land Cruiser, yeah, that big green one, like an F, is that an FJ one hundred? Maybe, it's, F, yeah, FJ eighty is the older one. I think it's an F, yeah. FJ one hundred. It's the rounded one that was also sold, also sold as a Lexus, yeah, probably like a ninety two, ninety three. Um, that was super cool. What else With was a turbo six cylinder in it too? Yeah, um, there was like, um, what was a oh there was like four. Or two, no, maybe two brand new Ford GTs. At least two of yeah, them. Yeah, there were two of them. Dark blue. Yeah. It's like that dark metallic blue, which the car is really handsome and just plain dark blue with mm-hmm. no stripes. And then there was a silver one with a carbon stripe, which it makes it look kind of weird. It had car- a carbon stripe down the middle with an orange stripe in the middle of it. Yeah. So it looked like two carbon, like Cobra style stripes. Yeah. And uh, it really didn't, didn't work. Pure silver would look really good in that yeah. car and i've always said this ever since and and when i first really noticed it actually is we go back all the way to gran turismo one when you're playing the car playing the game and you selected the dodge viper and you could choose your paint scheme and you clicked it from blue to blue with white stripes yeah the white stripes visually narrowed the car it makes the car look a lot narrower than it is i like a gts coupe with white stripes but I think it's pretty awesome I, I don't hate it i'd prefer a, a plain one but the stripes visually make a car narrower and it works on every single car I've ever seen instead of, you know, twin racing stripes running down the middle of. Mm-hmm. Without stripes, the car looks wider. And that's the Ford GT suffered from the same problem. So interestingly, I went to a cruise night last night to skip ahead a little bit. Yep. And there was a super performance GT there. Oh, really? A replica of the original Ford GT. Hmm. And it was really cool. And it makes you appreciate, looking at the new one makes you appreciate that one even more, being an old car guy. But it was a really well done car with... Uh, a 351 hmm. individual throttle bodies Ooh. that look like carbs. What color was it? Uh, yellow. Oh. Um, but it had real Halibrands and Avon racing tires. Oh, cool. So it was like, it was like to the nines, perfect, like race replica. Except it had air conditioning, which I think is probably a good idea in that car because that the car windows, doesn't have very good airflow. It doesn't have windows that open. It has these little hatches that are like three inch by five inch. Yeah, they're just plexiglass. Yeah, but it's, and it's a little three by five, yeah. you know. Hatch that opens. It's in like the a rally car window when you put Plexi yeah. in there. So, I appreciate that he put air conditioning in the car. That's fine. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd die every time you drove it. Mm-hmm. But it was neat seeing that after just seeing um, the 05, because there are a couple of the 05-style ones, and the brand new one at Lars Anderson on Saturday. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a, there a yellow 142 Volvo. That's yep. pretty cool. That's there. So, you hear it here first. <laughs> What? And you, you already know it. The audience hears it here first. Andrew's like not in the market, but like starting to look at 142s. Yeah. So kind of hot. We, on 142s. we notice them a lot more now. Um, and also at the Wednesday night car show last night. Yeah. This random person came up to me and asked me how often they do car shows at the mall. Okay. And I was like, oh, it's every Wednesday night. And I was like, oh, that stinks. My husband works every Wednesdays, and you know, I'm here like sending him pictures, and like I want to wanted to come to this. I was like, well, is he working tomorrow night? She's no. I was like, all right, there's one Thursdays at you know in Reading at Katie's restaurant. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, excellent. She's like, yeah, you know, he's a big old car guy, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have his old cars here. They're all in Greece where he's from. Okay. So he's looking to replace his cars here because his brother has them now. I was like, oh, what is he looking for? And she goes, he wants a Volvo 142. Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, excellent. So it was really random that. This random person of all the cars in the world 
came up and talked to us, not standing around a Volvo, and was like, hey, I'm looking for a 142. Can you help me? Yeah. So, and she started listing off some cars they've been looking at, and they're all the same cars that you and Jordan have been sending me in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> like, the blue one in Connecticut. and <laughs> Yeah. So, it was pretty funny. No, they're super cool looking cars. Yeah, they're really neat cars. And they're not, like, overpriced. No, they're like a really budget version of a sports sedan from the 70s, like a BMW 2002 or a Datsun 510 or an Alpha or any of that kind of stuff. Like, they're not quite as, I don't know, exotic or not quite as, I mean, they're Volvos. They're not as performance-orientated. Right, but they can be. They can be be made that way. And the nicest nicest one on the planet is like six grand. Yeah, if that. Right. I'm saying the nicest one. (laughs) Yeah, because some nice ones I was looking went for on Bring a Trailer for... Like four grand, so yeah, exactly. Been keeping my eye on bring a trailer. Um, and then the cool thing too is that the ultimate goal for that would be to swap in a, a five cylinder from a right. Volvo, from a late model Volvo. Mm-hmm. Fuel five cylinder, maybe turboed. Yeah, maybe turboed, but right. I think just NA would be pretty cool. It would be. Yeah, probably double the horsepower. Mm-hmm. Just NA. Mm-hmm. Give me that. Uh, not exactly chrome bumper. You keep calling I I incorrectly call them chrome bumper. You're like they're, they're aluminum they're bumper. Aluminum bumpers, yeah. But they definitely I guess I want a car with separate bumpers from the body. Okay. Is what I'm looking for. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't want a car with integrated. So every crash car bumpers. has separate bumpers. And they all have bolts. Okay. <laughs> you have Design wise. Yes. I know what you mean. All like all of my cars, the bumpers are integrated. In and the car. actually yeah. your Montero has chrome bumpers. It does have a Part of a chrome bumper. Yeah, they just have rubber ends on them, but yeah. it's a chrome bumper on it. Stainless. Yeah. Is it stainless? Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, it'd be rotted out. Not in yours. Oh, maybe. Yeah, sorry. It I is think, chrome. I think they're chrome. chrome. I think yeah. they're chrome metal because I've seen stainless. them rusted around here. Yeah. No, it is chrome. Anyway, yes, the yellow Volvo, going back to it, was very nice. It's weird to me, too, that, like, you say that chrome is like a heavy duty anti corrosive coating. Right. Like, it can eventually corrode, but like it's made to not. Those bumpers and things corrode. you see rotted, rotted from the inside. Yeah, because they don't chrome the backside of. Yeah. Them. So. Yeah, that's that's the funny part about that. And it's like an actual protective coating. It's a. You don't pretty, think about a pretty protective coating. Yeah, and it's like when you look at how they do it, it's like really gross. Like it's really mm-hmm. gross chemicals. Yes, yeah, that's why it's hard to have stuff rechromed because you have and to, very expensive. Yeah, you have to find a place that does it, and then they basically just like throw it in on the line mm-hmm. and just dunk your stuff with a bunch of other stuff. It does a couple different ways to do it depending on what the material is that you're chroming, but yeah, as a general rule, that's a, a simplified version of how it works. Yes, for sure. So, so yeah, that yellow Volvo was cool. I, I do like 142s, and now that you've been looking at them, it makes me think I need one too eventually. Well, there's a beautiful red P1800 there, yep. but you can't touch P1800s anymore. Like they're just well, you can, just for the same money, you're not going to get one that's anywhere near as nice. No, you'll get a real ratty one. Like yeah. a, a nice one is, is above, is north of twelve grand. Yeah, plus the 142 is more of a practical vehicle to own Yeah, as a, as a toy, because it's plenty of interior space, plenty of trunk space. Mm-hmm. You just pack the family up and go, whereas a yeah. P1800 would be a little more, unless you got an ES. <laughs> yeah, I wonder wrong. what the ESs draw for, for money, but whatever. Uh, yeah, that car was pretty cool there. I'm trying to think what else was neat. Anything else that we saw? There was like a bunch of stuff. Just Nothing kinda... else that we ran to. I there mean... was like a super, super clean Evo 9. Yep. That was like all stock. Which it sounds bizarre to even say that that excited us because that used to be a daily scene, but it's not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, they're all gone. 
somehow, some way. Oh, the guy we met with the stock front wheel drive GS Eclipse. Oh yeah, that or was Talon. Was a Talon. Yeah, yeah, Talon ES. Yeah, he was super. He was super into his Talon. He was, and he was super excited to to meet me with my Talon. Right. Yeah, it was weird. It I was guess all he, stock though. I guess he owned one back in like the late nineties. Yeah, in that like funky tealish green yeah. color, and he found it again in to Arizona, replace it to Arizona. Places. Yeah. Um, and he seemed pretty stoked when we told him that. Yeah, it'll be at Radwood. Come to Radwood, yeah. yeah. We're built. We're building our own little army to be at Radwood to make sure it's a good show. Yeah, we told uh, seventy nine super people register yep. as an eighty. No, they can register as seventy nine. Simulation yeah. car, it's yeah. fine. Don't Just lie come. about it. Just actually, they wanted to bring their BMW. That's right too. They have an L seven. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So they're into it. Um, yeah. There's plenty of cars. We're yeah, trying. they're already all into it. I don't know if we give away their costume idea yet. No, I don't want to give it away. All right, it's pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, hope, hopefully we'll uh, we'll get a bunch of people. Everybody I I keep running into, I'm like, hey, you want to come to this? Listen, <laughs> even if it's only you, me, and my dad, there's going to be probably you know a good show already. <laughs> Oh, and then... Right, we're already bringing like eight cars between the three of us. So as we continue down the Cars and Coffee Roundup, we did the one in uh, our our own in Salem, New Hampshire. Yep. Um, it was cold, very cold. Yeah, after that beautiful Saturday, we were outdoors all day long. It was wintertime again on Sunday. Yep. In fact, there were places in the state of Massachusetts where it snowed on Sunday. Yeah. So it was just gross. Um, but it only rained a little bit on the way up there, and yep. then it was hold off and it was dry, so we all hung out. Um, I think, uh, I think I posted a picture of it, the Dakar yellow M3. M3 was cool. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that was the same gentleman that owns the rally golf. I posted a picture of the golf country, golf country, golf. Sorry. very different models. Yes. Golf country. Uh, he is also into Radwood. I was telling him about it. Yep. So, so yeah. probably one or both of those cars will be there. Yeah. Hopefully the golf country, if he chooses one. Um, and then so I'm not sure if there's been in golf country at Radwood yet. Has there been? I don't think so. Yeah. There was a couple second gen RX sevens there that were pretty cool. Uh, there was like a a reddish maroon skyline that was super neat. Uh, I was talking to a guy that had a GC eight coupe that had WR- WRX swapped STI swapped it, but was WRX it STI, STI swapped it. Yeah. Uh, that was really cool looking, actually. Yeah, I, he said that wasn't too bad a job. I was like, oh, maybe that's a good idea for the the blue WRX. They're rusty when the body finally rusts away and. Yeah. Find a he was saying that they, there's a company now that makes a plug-and-play harness for them, too, huh? You send them your harnesses from the engine and from the car. And tell them what you're doing. And yeah, tell them what car it's from, what engine it's from, and they'll match it up. That's a pretty neat service. Yeah, uh, it, I'd be curious to see how much it is. I mean, I could probably do it myself, but... For somebody like you, it's not as big of a deal, but for somebody like me who doesn't yeah. like wiring... I asked him. He said it wasn't too big a deal to do the whole swap. He said it did it in like a, you know... A month's worth of weekends. Couple, couple months of weekends, yeah. but but he's also not a mechanic. So yeah, you know, that's what he was telling your, me your it was a good looking swap though. Your experience may change. It was, may it change, was, it may was clean looking. Had the gravel brakes on it. Mm-hmm. The four pots. Yeah, two it pots. was a really neat car. It was a very well done car, and it was very subtle too. Like, yeah, with the hood closed. Yeah, I mean, it looked like a two five RS, mm-hmm. which is what I like. Yeah, it wasn't like garish with over fenders and wings and stickers and no. And he swapped in the. Um, the Momo wheel from the later WRX mm-hmm. and the, with the airbag in it. So, yeah, I'm sure he had a complete parts car. He just it's definitely of... something to consider doing with that car because there's a lot of good. I the the drivetrain of that car is a known quality mm-hmm. quantity, right? So, I know we know who owned it before me and entity. I think is the word entity you're looking for yes. quantity. Known quantity quanti- means one. You have one of them. Known I quantity. I I also know you have one of them. Um, 
but you know we know where it came from how it's been taken care of so that would be worth putting yep. into and a it would car. also be cool that you know hey it wasn't worth fixing the car because it rotted away but the car lives on yeah i'm not super into welding quarter panels onto it it's not worth it um yeah. <laughs> i mean they're not rotted badly yet but they're starting uh the we'd have to hang some doors on it because yep, it was starting to rot yep one of the front fenders is rotted. Mm-hmm. Uh, front subframe and everything's good. I can literally drop all that out and put it in <laughs> a new car. Yeah. Into a new car. Uh, I know the steering rack's pretty new. Yeah, actually, it makes a lot of sense. Actually, eventually. Yeah, it does. Has something to do to I'll it. I'll find you a nice sun-baked, blown-up 2.5 exactly. out in Arizona somewhere. Yeah. Have it painted out there because it's cheap. Yeah. And ship it back cheaper. here. It's much cheaper. It is considerably cheaper. It's probably like. A quarter of the cost, or half know, the cost, like, right? A quarter, but probably close to half. Yeah. Half to have just like a same color. Well, the problem the problem is is out here. You tell somebody you want to paint your whole car, and they go, "Oh, I don't, I don't want to do that. There's no reason to do." It. Yeah, out there, cars fade so much that people are like, "I want to paint my whole car," and body shops are like, "Cool, bring it in." All right, and they're set up for it. That's yeah. why it's less. That's okay. why it costs so much here because shops aren't set up to do overalls. Yes, yeah. have my windows tinted while it's out there too. <laughs> That's also cheaper out there. So is air conditioning repair also cheaper out there? Yeah, it's funny things like that. Right, but like rust repair, they just they don't know how to do They're it. They're like, "What is this? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand." But there's a hole where there should be metal. What do I do with this? <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> throw and, it away. And that guy was showing me the swapped car. Uh, he was like, "Yeah, somebody repaired the shell before me, and they literally just skinned the like quarter panel." I could see because they were rusted in the middle of the quarter panel. And he where it was, he pulled the the door inside the trunk lid and showed us and like yeah. the the structure behind it was rotted it's gone yeah so he used to weld on new lower quarters yeah which but the inner, he probably will the inner part it's fine okay you're cutting and, off you're cutting off the exterior part to fix it anyway you might as well fix the entire interior yeah part. and you and he showed where he, like they cut the quarter off mm-hmm. and you could see where the paint was coming off too where it was blended yeah but regardless. somebody did a cheap repair on it at yeah. one point to pass inspection it's very common. That was the problem with, remember my red 87 Audi 4000? Yeah. Somebody put a quarter panel on that and didn't fix the inside of it. Luckily, the ones on the blue car, excuse me, are not, they're just the s- surface, the surface part of the quarter yep. panel is just rotted right it's now. It's just starting. And I did fill it with fluid film. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that slows it way down. Yeah, it'll, it won't stop it, but it'll definitely stop the progress for sure. Yeah. It is what it Just is. Just give you more time to find the good shell to swap everything into. Yeah, that's that's probably the best idea for that car. Yeah, like, there weren't a lot of standout cars there because the weather was awful. Yeah. So that was probably the best of the cars that was there. Oh, uh, there was a rally car Sentra that showed up. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I'd never met him before. Uh, it had Southern uh, Ohio Forest Rally stickers on it. Okay. Yeah, I've seen pictures of the car online before. So, and I think he's done at the Team O'Neill event, one of them. He did. He yeah. He said he did one Team O'Neill event. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have time to do any FR this year because of work, but eventually he will. Mm-hmm. So I think he just. I think he bought the car from out there and brought it out here. So that was pretty cool. It's like the B13 Sentra. Yep. Coupe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like those a lot. What else? I think that was it, pretty much for like super cool stuff. Yeah, everything else was just kind of. It was almost like a. I only showed up in my truck. Bring like, a normal car day. Yeah. I brought the Colt out. But as long as I had it out from the day before. Yeah. It was already dirty-ish. Yeah. Well, it's a 45-minute drive each way to put my car in storage. So when I take it out for the weekend, I usually just leave it out for the weekend. Yeah. yeah it doesn't really matter. Anything else? Uh, did we talk about the progress on the Purple Conquest yet? We did the timing chain? 
I think we did. I still makes a noise. We had an extra episode in there. We're trying to do two at but a time. But that was Monday night, wasn't it? Or Tuesday. It was Friday night. Friday we night. Yeah, so, we were there at Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. We had already figured it out. All right. So it still makes noise. So. Yep. Um, no new updates. I was able to pull the extra valve cover out of storage. I found it for the Talon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already grit blasted it down. It was stripped. So I'm starting to restore that so I can put on gonna make it look stock again the silver with the red letters right so i started by this afternoon i painted the letters red and then i'm gonna mask them off and then paint the thing silver once they're nice and dry and i got more silicone vacuum hose so i can redo the vacuum hoses in that car because yep, you did a lot last week mm-hmm. actually that's yeah, we talked about that on friday yep, as we well, did because yeah and i've i pulled out all of the intercooler pipes they're sitting next to me over here in the studio Make sure they're all there, and uh, I'm going to clean. Well, they're perfectly clean. They're just stainless. Mm-hmm. I'm going to scuff them a little more and then just paint them with uh, black epoxy paint. Okay. Put some etching primer on first. You think so? Yeah. I'll need to do that. Well, the problem is is that paint won't stick to that. Even if I scuff it? Probably not. All right. All right. I'll get some uh, etching primer for him then. Yeah, he probably should. It won't take much, and then I'll just spray them on there. I'll let them dry. Paint black? Just just black. Damn. Basic, that VHT epoxy black, which is really nice mm-hmm. for, like, cleaning up chassis parts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just going to do that. Uh, I just want it to look basically stock in the inch compartment. Mm-hmm. And you'll have, like... <laughs> Except the three-inch <laughs> intercooler pipes. Yeah, but they'll all be black. It'll kind of fade in there. Yeah, it won't be, um, won't be noticeable. Yeah, and, um, yeah, just, just clean it up more under the hood. Um I would like to grab the parts car hood if we have a chance and see cut if we can vent. cut the vent into it. It's got some rot on the front edge. Whatever. So I don't know if we just um, we just grind the rot out of it because it's not structural and just put vinyl over the hole. <laughs> like it just vinyl the hood. I mean, what are we doing with the hood? It's not going to be like a showpiece hood anyway, right? I, I'm either going to flat black it or have somebody paint it body color. I don't know what to do with it. So, do we just pop rivet the vent? Well, you just learned. You just learned how to weld, right? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. You just learned how to weld, right? Perfect place to black. Perfect place to practice. Weld a thin piece of metal on the thin, thin piece sheet of sheet metal on there, and if it's ugly, we'll just put a skim coat of filler over it. And all right, I'll have you look at it. I I think it's got a couple dents in it. We can bang out too with some body hammers. Mm-hmm. So we got to skim coat that anyway. Yeah, so uh, I have I have some I have some good filler and stuff. So, so I'm trying to figure out if uh, I I don't want to do a flat black. I hate hate just having a flat black hood. It feels unfinished and weird. Okay. Um, like do like it contrasting color. No, but maybe do it like gloss uh, gray. I don't know what to do with it. I don't want to put it, like it'll be very difficult to match the color because the car, for those listening who don't know what the car looks like, is a champagneish beige. Yeah. Well, the hood needs the trunk. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The front bumper needs to be painted, anyways. Correct. But the front bumper can be off a shade okay. without being a big deal because it's a rubber bumper to a fender, and there's only a very small portion where the two panels touch. So the just... light goes in between most of it. But on the hood, you have the entire seam between the hood and the fender, where it's going to be metal to metal paint. Would you just vinyl wrap it? I mean, I'd paint it. And I wouldn't vinyl wrap it, but. Final wrap it in like I don't know a bronze color, a gray color, gloss black. I don't know. We'll I don't know what to, to do with it. Think about it because it's the the drop vent is fiberglass and it's white, so that have to be painted. The roof of the car is black. Yeah, 
to a black. Just do the hood black? Gloss black. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Because I could probably have somebody just shoot it gloss black pretty easily. Very cheaply. Single yeah. stage gloss black, throw it on there, call it a day. Yeah. That's that's what I would do because you don't start adding too many colors because the car already has a different color roof and spoiler than the rest of the car. So if you add a third color in there, it's going to be almost too much. Where it's not on the bottom like the factory three-tone cars mm. where gray, body color, black. It would be weird yeah, to I go just, body color, gray, black. I feel like flat black wouldn't look good, but gloss black would be all right. I think flat black would look kind of cheap especially with the gloss black roof and spoiler yeah it would look unfinished so yeah. the gloss I think black if it was would a later better. car that had a body color roof and a body color spoiler yeah. then you can get away with a semi-gloss like an old rally car would have a semi-gloss unless no dots and rally car yeah i don't want to get into like you could do the flat black hood with like the dart 340 but you put like a no <laughs> 2000 on it no no just gloss black it <laughs> okay yeah I yeah. wouldn't get too crazy with it. No, just a gloss black would probably look the best, and then mm-hmm. it's just for uh, on-air debates with Andrew and Brad. No, it's I <laughs> I couldn't decide what to do with the color of it. Like it, I don't want it to look cheap, and right. I don't want it to spend a ton of money on it either. And I don't want to have it painted body color if it's not going to match. Do you have perfectly. a spare set of headlight doors? Yeah, in the parts car. Because that would finish off if you also painted a spare set of headlight doors with gloss black. Yeah, I kind of like the... Just paint them anyway. That way you can decide later. Yeah, just one... I don't know. I kind of like the having a little... The way the hood like indents up. Well, I'm just saying, it finishes the whole body line of the car. Yeah. Have them painted anyway. And then okay. if you don't like it, you don't have to put them on the car. It's not going to cost okay. you extra to have those two things painted. All right. All right. That's what I would do. Okay. That's a good plan. That's my plan. Project Car Consultant. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, as always, follow us on uh, Instagram, Auto Off Topic. Follow us on Facebook, Auto Off Topic Podcast. Follow me on Instagram, Race and Anger. Brad, where can they find you? They can find me at TSISS350. Cool. Keep cars analog and aim for the roses.